0: Hi,
1: I am Icky, your host, and I am basically starting off episode 6 of our podcast. If you're listening to me, us, you uh, will know that we will be covering the topics that is advertised. And with us today is our host, Michael factcheck and a guest speaker, Positive Marshall, Max, and myself. We'll be hosting your podcast session today and there will be Q&A at the end for the public to ask or any suggestions to make. Okay, um, so we're going to start off with off-grid, but before we start, uh, how is everyone doing? Guys, you all all right?
2: Yeah, very well.
1: Thank you, Iggy. Thanks very much. No worries. Positive. Marshall, you are good?
2: Yeah, I'm good, Iggy. Very good, my brother.
1: Fact check, you good?
2: Oh well, enjoy your yep.
3: life.
1: Bye. Signing in. That's it, Michael. How are you doing?
3: I'm excellent. Thank you, guys. I'm excellent.
1: Um, oh, and again, lovely. thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure, Michael. Always. Okay, so Max, uh, would you like to start off with the topic um, off grid and how people can survive, or if it gets worse and what they should do to prepare themselves, please? And then at the end, please, anyone's intervene at the end. Positive martial fact check, Michael. If you want to add extra. Or anything that is missed out so yeah i'll leave it to you max Carry.
4: okay good evening everybody and uh, welcome uh, my part of this this evening is just to let you know from my perspective of what you will need to do if things go let's say for a better word tits up and there's a food shortage a fuel shortage and stuff like that and power outage so my advice straight away first is from now, or even before, which I have done, is start storing long, long life food like tins and stuff, uh, pasta and stuff. This is basic stuff. Um, if you're any good at cooking, flour and different stuff like that, because you can make your own uh, food if you've got the ingredients. But mostly, I, I have a, a under the stairs cupboard which I'm currently filling with long life food just in case now i know that sounds a bit crazy to some people oh, where well, that's never going to happen but if it doesn't happen then great but if it does i'm going to be stocked, ready for that also going beyond that if it's a long term outage where there's no food and there's food shortages you have to think beyond the box so they come for you they decide right Um, we're going to take these people who are not part of the program and you decide well i'm not having it and it becomes a split society you have to know how to survive because when you are chucked out of society you'll be left like like a destitute you won't have anything they won't allow you to access anything so you have to be able to survive Uh, to do that you need certain basic skills outside on your own so if anybody's ever been camping if anybody's been caravanning this is quite luxury um when i was younger um i had the pleasure of being homeless i had the pleasure of being having to survive with nothing um i won't lie to you it's hard but it's doable um there are many things you can do like you've got to learn how to light a fire if you don't have a lighter or matches Uh, there are ways of doing it simple enough um shelter that's another thing uh, a safe place to put a shelter Uh, my advice is if you do live in a city and things do go bad make your way out of the city into the countryside you have a better chance of survival in the city there are many more things and problems to come up against i.e. the police people who don't like homeless people very much and then the usual shit you get um also uh with that you want to be able to have a water supply now the city you don't have much choice in the city because there isn't much fresh what i would call fresh water about but if you move out into the countryside um there are also stuff like uh natural aquifer streams that come from the natural aquifer that you can then make a fire and boil just to be on the safe side but all these things are very simple stuff so if you want to survive outside get yourself a knife get yourself you know i don't know a bow and arrow or a crossbow or or stuff like this get these sort of things ready just in case you need them you might never need them i'm hoping you don't but if you do they're handy tools to have for hunting In the countryside, as everybody knows, you get deer, rabbits, and all sorts of different stuff you can eat. If you've got the stomach to hunt, kill, skin, gut. Uh, Same You can do stuff like fishing. If you're near the coast, you can do uh, feather fishing. We don't need any bait at all, just a set of feathers and a piece of wood and some wire or some uh, fishing wire or some string even, depending on what you go on. Uh, there are many things you can do to survive but the secret of this survival from this point is to have certain stuff in place in case so if you know someone that's got a spare fishing rod with some hooks go grab it if you know someone with a a knife or an axe or a chopper or something like that go grab it keep it stash it away you never know when it will come in handy all these little different tools will help you survive at the minimal. Um, as for countryside, I know <coughs> a lot of people uh, live off the land now. And I'll be honest with you, uh, some people do a little bit of poaching. Some people, they see a, a field full of cabbage or a field full of cauliflowers, or a field full of carrots or turnips or whatever that is. You can go and, let's say for a better word, acquire just a couple. This can, And you can make a soup out of that, and that'll help you survive. This is basic Survival 101 stuff that you can do. Um, there are many, many, many facets to this. I, uh, I don't want to go too deeply now. I just wanted really to cover the basics because a lot of people have no idea of how to do this. And there'll be a few that will, um, but I think the mainstream people have no idea we've been closeted in our own little bubbles with all the luxuries of home and tv and all the other gadgets we use including the phones if this all goes away you have to know how to survive Uh, and what i've mentioned is just a couple of them Um, if anybody or any of the speakers want to add to what i just said or have other ideas on what i just said you may add your point now if you like guys
1: yeah, um wonderful. Thank you very much for your um input and ideas on how to off-grid and how to survive. Uh the one thing I think uh would be great to add to it is uh generator. Start getting generator if what you mentioned there might be possibly power cuts. So um generators are something that's very important and I think solar panels, which is quite good technology now to have um if you basically I can get it because generator you need electricity to charge her up and you know with solar panel you can use obviously a light to uh, power up is that right yeah max uh, uh, ideally uh, a
4: generator would be fantastic 3kva 5kva petrol diesel it, it doesn't really matter but what what i'm going from is if you have nothing so if you have a generator you still have to have fuel for that generator if that yeah. generator you have a supply of fuel for that, then fine. But what happens when that runs out of fuel and you go to the petrol station that is no longer open because there is no fuel? So you, I'm thinking down the lines of if we have everything stopped, if things get really bad, the worst case scenario, people still can survive. And then if you don't know any of these things, congregate with people that do. Get in touch with people that do know how to survive off the land without maybe a generator or a life. There are many, many, many things you can do as a small group. It doesn't matter what you know or how you know it. If you can collectively get together with people who know how to basically survive, you can learn from them. Like I said, it's not an easy thing. It's hard. I'll make that quite clear. Living off-grid is hard. It's hard work. Make no mistake about it. But it is doable.
1: Definitely. And what you said there is very important. Networking is very important. Uh, build up new relationship with people and network and stay unity. You need that. Uh, any of you guys want to add anything else extra? Please feel free to. Uh, before we move on to the next topic, uh, Michael, fact check positive regarding the off getting off grid.
3: I'll tell you what, right. <laughs> For, for some people listening, it might sound like right out there and it might sound off the wall. But, you know, last year, what we're living through now would have been off the wall and, and unbelievable. So when, when you think about it logically, with, with what's coming for us, particularly for us resistance people, the ones who are going to resist the, the snake oil and resist the, um, the digital ID, we will have to go somewhere we if we're going to survive if we're going to live we're going to have to go somewhere you know they're going to chase us out of our homes all right maybe i'm scaremongering guys but but look where we are today compared to you know january of 2019 we wouldn't have believed that we're in this situation you had another two years onto this we do not know where we're going to be so we we should be preparing we should have been preparing for the last year so you know a lot of the people we're talking to are probably already prepared have got cupboards full of tins and a few tin openers you know we we know what's coming we can see what's coming they are telling us what is coming so for us to to then say oh what's oh i didn't see that coming oh that's a surprise that would be naive guys guys that would be naive we know what's coming we must prepare if we're not already prepared
2: yeah i fully agree with 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 michael and 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 max it's a reality which is very nearby because the politicians of this country they're following the israel model and i think that's almost there over there right now in, in israel So, yes, Max, it's right on point and it's not a far out reality, it's a nearby reality, as Michael says, so I fully agree with that. I mean, I I think what
4: people need to remember is this, it sounds crazy and it sounds like, oh, you know, that's never going to happen. But like they both, the guys both just said, it has happened, what's happened is real and this is another possibility i'm not saying it will happen although my personal opinion is that i think it will that's my personal view but um, if it does i'm i'm not ready but i'm half ready i'm almost you know i'm nearly there but there's still a long way for me to go and i'm someone who knows how to survive
5: there is a bit of a historical precedent for what we might expect um so there's something called the battle of the beam fields which occurred in the i think it was the late 1980s um and it was margaret thatcher against the new age travelers who who'd set up their own communities whereby they were living in a self-sufficient manner and they were quite violently beaten and persecuted um it there was a it was a horrendous incident where like literally 500 women and kids were were battered by riot police um it broke every law imaginable, but what happened with those communities is they lasted for about eight or nine years. Um, they set up homeschooling units. They did all manner of things, and they were controversial for many reasons. However, those individuals were infiltrated by the police. They had people who were dug in with them for upwards of two years on some of the sites when they came in with warrant cards to raid them, and. I've spoken to some of those people who are involved at a reasonably high level and they explained to me why I have my ambitions of trying to maybe create a piece of land, a commune, something like works in, I think in North Wales, there's a few examples where you can get poor quality agricultural land and try and set up an existence. The authorities will be very, very, very harsh on you. Uh, I'm not trying to discourage anyone, but just be aware you need a series of uh, of capabilities to make that work and to be tough but if we're all going to be living like the running man i'd rather be doing that in a forest in wales than i would be i don't know microchipped and followed around central london
1: definitely definitely um so we're gonna go forward now and go to the next topic and the next one is obviously is important to what's like happening in our community leaders um in our faith group so what's going on they're not you know they're just complying what the government says um from my understanding there's few of my community leaders uh, in the muslim community i've noticed that they basically are awake and they are declining what they're offering so what they're doing is a form of like say bribe you know trying to basically or let's say trying to basically get them involved in their project and just brainwash them and they fall for it they think they're doing for good it's basically where the government's giving five thousand pounds to each community leaders to run the covid vaccine project where they're trying to vaccinate the community in that sector and i'm assuming it's the same for other religious group too from what I've heard from other people, which is in the Christianity group, like in the church and also in the Hindu temples. And these are people that have resources from people that I've seen in the UK have told me that they've done and they're shocked at the fact that they're promoting something that is dangerous without researching and getting people in the community vaccinated and it's an easy way to target the community like why would the government lie why would that religious group leaders lie so it just makes gives you a more of a reason why you should take the job but not that i'm you know advising you to take it because we know it's snake oil so um it's it's really bad in our community and the faith uh, the person that i've got it off the, who said that they're taking five thousand he said he declined and he got the information that a lot of other mosques are participating in the vaccination program with the government and taking that five thousand and his point is it's not worth the five thousand basically because obviously he knows the agenda which is to kill and paralyze people. Um fact check positive Marshall um Max, Michael, do you have any information in your faith group that you can add what's going on why they're participating
2: yes positive here that it's not my faith group but it's my community and it's like the 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 christian community that the pastors if any other time like in 2010 i think it was when when the christians were saying that the world was going to end and and everybody reacted in tandem to that but with this one now, I would be expecting the pastors to be basically quoted in Revelation 13, which is the mark of the beast and where you can't trade and you can't do certain things with assisting the same threats they're making today is almost like a, a, a mirror image of Revelation 13. And I'm quite shocked that this is not being quoted. And to me, what I've seen around me, that the Christians, they are all too willing to take the job, whether it be because that they don't think government would lie and things like that but to me when they put it on the news that the black community is very reluctant yes there's a core of people in every community who's reluctant to take this job but on the whole what i'm seeing is not that i'm seeing a whole heap of cooperation from the christian them and myself originally i grow as rasta and being that way was almost being out of the system from dear one so it's not an issue to me but going forward, I don't think that the faith communities, I can't speak for all of them, but I think that they're cooperating with the system, my friend. And in, in without insulting anybody anybody's it, faith or anything like that, but a lot of them are sellouts, and I can't put it in any other words.
1: I do not disagree with you at all, Professor Marshall. I totally agree with you. It's just shocking that pre-pandemic, they would talk about the religion specifically, but then now that this pandemic happened, you see a different person that you knew before the pandemic and that's what shocks a lot of us that are awake
4: yeah i'm not a religious person at all i don't follow any denomination i have an open mind for all religion uh, that i look into whether it be muslim catholic christian it doesn't matter what religion you are i have an open mind about it but what i'm seeing from someone who doesn't believe in any type of religion as an agnostic to say that Is people, especially Iggy, your religion, the Muslim religion? You are very. I found that you are very devout people. And what boggles my brain about it is that your leaders, your like your religious community leaders, can bend so easily for a couple of bob. And this, uh, for me, is just corruption at its lowest
1: level yeah yeah it's shocking it's it's a, it's appalling and it's actually attracting people to go and take the jab it's giving them confidence that basically to take go and take the jab it is um i don't know i've lost the words you know and they how they're using the community but it's a tactic of the government that's another tactic of the government they're trying to do and get <laughs> a <law laughs> under the people
3: yes michael <laughs> Can I ask a question man this, this is this is what what i need to know right Are the religious leaders, all religious leaders, do they, A, believe that the COVID is real and believe that when all their parishioners get vaccinated, they'll all be safe from the killer COVID, but the £5,000 is a nice little bonus? Or do they know that all all their followers are being duped, that the government are lying to them, And are they actively participating, along with the politicians, along with the mainstream media, are they actively participating in this fraud, knowing that they're lying to their people? Or are they just believers?
1: Uh, Well, I'm going to give you your answer. Basically, I wouldn't say every single one of them, the preachers and the leaders in the community are sellouts. There are quite a lot of them are, who are promoting it and contradicting what they're saying, they're not trying to promote it, but then again, they're going on live TV and getting themselves vaccinated, which they have 40, 50,000 followers. Now, the commun- local community leaders, I feel that they believe the system, they believe it is a virus, and it is attacking people. And what it is, because they didn't look into their research, and they had their relatives die, and they don't know that they've been intentionally killed through a ventilator, they have that fear-mongering and basically that they that's why they believe that it's a virus just like any other ordinary british people that are not awake and think that oh no my uncle died my auntie died how can you say this virus is not real you know but not looking at the common sense and the science you know so that's in that sense that's what i'm trying to show that they're not. They, that's why they feel that they're doing a good thing, which is a sad thing. The government's making them feel like they're doing a good thing. But here you go. There's a five, five thousand pound. You can to it. Put it towards your mosque to build, because there's always development going in on, on most mosques in this UK, and um, you know they need to fix something. One thing breaks, another opens. But they I don't think most of them realize that it's causing more harm than good. So they get lured in. But I, I you know, I'm sure there is ones they know. What's going on? And they're just taking the, you know, they're taking the basically, money. See, I
3: believe you. I believe you're right, Ike. I believe you're right to a degree, because we know that there are some doctors who already know that the vaccine is killing people. That that the whole COVID is a lie. But they're going along with it because they're getting paid for it. You know, they they get paid COVID on the death certificate, etc. Now, if our religious leaders are doing that, right? Like you said, they're not all doing it. But if some of them are, if some of them have completely sold out, and each each of those have got followers who go to their church, go and worship, and they believe almost every well everything they say, not almost everything they say, they believe everything their religious leaders tell them. And if their religious leaders are now selling them the same lie that the BBC is selling them, that, um, you know, the government are, are, are telling them, so now they're getting it from, from the television, they're getting it from their politicians, and they're getting it from their religious leaders. Yes. Then it makes people like us, it makes our battle almost impossible because we're coming along and we're saying, well, no, your government is lying, your television is lying, and now your religious leaders are lying. So it, it makes our, our mission, and we are on a mission, guys. We, we definitely are. It makes our mission that much harder but i don't i don't think that that's a reason to stop like icky i know you you know you're muslim and i know that you try your best to to educate people around you as best you can you know and and we all do the same all all of us on here do exactly the same now if we're going against people's religious leaders then that makes the battle so much harder i believe because your religious leader would never lie to you you know what i mean he is your connection to god and he wouldn't lie to you so going against them makes it incredibly difficult for us
1: yeah this is where we have to educate the community leaders whether you're a uh, your community leader is hindu in the temple or you look church or a muslim community or whatever faith group buddhism whatever it is you need to educate your community leaders sit down with them and tell them what the narrative is and giving them the facts and they can decide for the rest but don't try to persuade them and say they're right they're wrong and this is where they get angry and frustrated you know you could only try if they listen they did if they don't at the end of the day they have to answer to god yeah because if this all pulls through and we all suffer because they will have to answer it and um, some of the leaders are awake which is good but very rare like probably two percent which is really i know it's a bit sad but just i only saw like two that i know that are trying to basically say that this is a satanic agenda and you know they're trying to basically put things in place and cause harm to humanity. And what they're doing with the mosque and stuff, trying to promote vaccination, is wrong. But we need to, as what we can do, my conclusion on this topic is we, as a community public, can go to the community leaders and educate them and explain to them what's going on and we can only try and that's why I, I would tell everyone that's listening everyone that's here now and basically can take home basically and try because if you don't it's just going to get worse and they're going to continue to basically you know market it and you know you i mean i don't know if any of you know they have put i think three million pounds into basically marketing mm-hmm. until 2023 or 2022 uh correct me if i'm wrong guys 20, 2022 it's like the 20, the yeah, 2022. Yeah. Yeah. 2022. so they, they're pushing as much as they can and we know if they if their agenda doesn't work for them they're going to renew it and extend it even further with the marketing so this is how bad it is if it was a pandemic why would you need to do marketing and get the word out there so going back to the topic again basically do this that's what i would give to you everyone that's listening um is there anything else you want to add to this michael fact check max before we move into the next topic Look, we don't want to yeah i've got, yeah, I've got
4: one, one thing to say uh, again um on your religious leaders um i've looked a little bit obviously you know me so you know i've looked into the muslim faith and what's in this jab to your faith is haram mate that's the best yeah. way I can say it, yeah, and well, I practice, think a lot of the mm. leaders know this. I mean, that's yeah. my yeah. They, do, they
1: do, they do, but they're using that excuse is to save humanity. You see, they fell for the trap. What Michael said is either they know what they're doing or they don't. It's a mixture of everything. There's people out there, leaders, they don't know what they're doing, they're just accepting it and adding making it illegal. It's like something like, I, if I go and shoplift it's illegal but you know what i will allow it basically make it legal for you to shoplift so it's like that with the jab the, what the ingredients are it's haram but the the sharia is the other word is sharia is translated is law has legalized it for um, the muslim community to take the jab which has a chimpanzee virus and human fetus which is i know it's wrong you can't add that in the sh- yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't up, matter. The up, especially yeah. the worst part is it's not a real pandemic. That makes it worse. Yeah. So, you know, there's no reason.
4: Yeah. The other, the other thing I was going to say also about, it, I, know, I know it's a cliche and I know it's a catch twenty two, but if they know this and it, they know this, then it, it goes against your religion. So what they're doing actually goes against what they believe in, and this is uh, very difficult for me to understand as a lay person outside of religion looking in is if you believe your faith as i know you do and you follow uh, a certain set of rules then someone in in that leadership of religion comes along and says well now it's all right you you can you can go and steal we will change the law to suit it doesn't that in itself go against your religion that is my question
1: yeah it it does you're totally right you're not wrong at all you know again I don't know what's going on, what how they're brainwashed, whatnot, but just like everything else, a lot and your friends and family that are brainwashed around you, the community leaders are same thing, are brainwashed. And not I wouldn't say all of them, some of them know what they're doing, just like what Michael said. You know, they they know it's wrong, they know it's haram, but they're still going ahead with it just for a bit of bob, you know. So yeah, it's 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 a crazy world out there. But we we and will have to also
4: know, another question. It. The 2% of, or we'll say 2% of, of your, your religious leaders that don't believe in the COVID hopes and are against it, do you know whether or not they're actually speaking out and speaking to other uh, religious leaders and preachers and saying, well, look, you know, it's not right, this is wrong. Are they actually taking an active role in speaking out or are they being peer pressured into being quiet?
1: So what's happened, just like anything else, they are going into an argument. So let's say for example now, you try to, to not take the jab, it gets political and they disagree. They can't have a normal um, a, 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 a gentleman's conversation without going into an argument. You're, you know You're wrong, I'm right. That's why they don't. But what they're doing, these community leaders that are awake are educating the community and using the resources like YouTube, Telegram, and I'm, I'm I'm following them and I'm giving their contact and information to other people. So I'm circulating around and basically so then other community, public can be basically educated that this is not halal, this is wrong. This is haram and it's dangerous and do not take it. So, you know, you're getting one from the scientists and the doctors are telling you not to take it and now you've got some community leaders that are awake are telling you not to take this vaccination. So it's it's getting there but slowly going around the word i hope that really answers your question
5: about that from ireland guys um this is from the chaps on uh, chap s is on a uh, Ireland lockdown chat um in the community in ireland there the catholic church still play a large role and generally speaking they have the birth registrations for the entire irish history for the last 500 years and they have the ability to contact parishioners in ways that we can't contact them through the mainstream media. And some of the activists on that side are trying to speak to their priests and find people who have sympathy for the position, sympathy for the idea of aborted fetal cells being used in the vaccines in the to generate them and grow them, that kind of thing. And they're trying to do their bit so that they can find like-minded priests or like-minded Catholics in this case. So I think there's a lot of things will be going on, but maybe people can't always talk about them because they're politically sensitive, <laughs> but there will be plenty of people with faith, with their worries and concerns, I'm sure. And that, that was my only bit I wanted to add that maybe there's a lot of things in a lot of different communities, unless you're directly part of it, you might not be aware of, but I'm sure there are people just like there's people like us discussing things. I'm, yeah. I'm sure can I can
2: add, can add one little part you that? Uh, within this new world order or the great reset i think that we need to make the people more aware that people have to go fight for their religion because what is not being talked about is the fact that the new world order it has its own version of allegiance like spiritually and i think part of project Bluebeam was to eliminate all religion so that might be down the line so all people might have to be holding on to their faith tighter than before because it's not part of the new program, just that.
1: Thank you very much. That's very helpful, yeah, to know. Um, so we're gonna move forward. And um, just keep an eye on the time. So um, the next topic we're gonna cover is: Is there going to be a third wave, so of a pandemic um, coronavirus outbreak? So, um, who would like to start off with the discussion? Take this topic.
3: I'll take that one. Um, if yep, you guys don't mind
1: yeah and then you can add anything uh, michael has missed out at the end so yeah go ahead michael all over to you
3: okay i'm i'm sure i've mentioned it before but um i'll I'll cover it again as it's our topic um the uk government have an agency called sage who come up with all their plans and predictions um sage released their their paperwork their their plan for the future their plan for the future said Mm -hmm. that there will be a third wave come the autumn time towards winter, the third wave will be more deadly than the first wave, uh than the than the first two waves, because they have um suggested that 10% they, they have allowed a 10% variant on the vaccine to work. So they've allowed that if if 90% of the vaccine works, 90% of the people that have been vaccinated works. The 10% of the people on who Have been vaccinated, 10% will not work. It will not work. And that 10% will get the COVID. They will possibly be hospitalized and die of the COVID. And the number that they've given is three times the number that have died in the first two waves. So they are looking at around 300,000 deaths in November, December, January, February. Those 300,000 deaths will be the vaccinated ones, the bulk of and some of us unvaccinated ones who are in that elderly and vulnerable um, bracket. So they're effectively saying although everybody's been vaccinated in the vulnerable um, category, they will still have a higher death rate within that category from the third wave of the COVID. Now. Guys, that's the that's the information they've given to the government. I posted it on my page. Um, you can read the whole thing. It, it's very long. It goes on and on and on. But um, I posted it on my page. The government are as much as guaranteeing us that there will be a third wave and that it will be more deadlier than the first two waves. Now, people like me and you, people who are on this channel, people who are listening to me now already know that the vaccine is killing people now when flu season comes i believe the proof of the pudding will come out we will see the reality of people's compromised immune systems and we will see a death rate that we can't even begin to imagine i want to touch on the next subject guys that we're going on to also the 5g we're going to talk about it in a bit but the 5g how is that going to affect the vaccinated people how many deaths are going to come through that how how much of the third wave is going to be blamed on the covid when in reality it may possibly be the 5g so yes guys there is going to be a third wave for for people in the uk to think that the locked hands are going to end on the 21st of june life's going to go back to normal guys that is naive that is ridiculous any of us well, certainly the million of us that were in london at the weekend know that that is not the case. We know that there is more to come. We know that it's going to get worse.
1: Definitely. Uh, Max, you wanted to add something to the third wave, uh, which you've information. Yeah, I
4: did. Um, Michael's exactly right on what he says. Um, I think, the same as Michael, I think there's going to be a lot more deaths. Now, it's weird to me how the government and their SAGE group are guaranteed oh this is the prediction and that i bet you they're not far out it may be even more people but my part in this uh my uh opinion of this is they've already we've already got the spars project out already uh, everybody's seeing spars at the moment spars this spars that 23 to 28 but spars is already on on the rollout and spars i believe what well, they, they call it spars but i believe it's the next the next big third wave or part of the third wave pandemic in conjunction with the 5G rollout as well. It's all part and parcel. It's all connected. It's all part of the same thing, the death rates. And all the death rates that they're warning you about, they're softening you up for it to say this, to cover their asses because we know the jabs when the next flu season comes around is going to be deadly because it's already compromised people's immune systems. We know what it does we know how it works there's so much information out there now proving that point that you can't deny it so yet michael you're exactly right but with the government prediction of 300,000, that's just a roundabout figure i think but i think it's going to be a lot a lot worse than that and i think they're going to, the government are going to be blaming the covid and they're also going to try and pin that on the people who haven't been
1: vaccinated as well so we're going to get chopped in that as well i believe um to add to max's uh spas uh, basically and, um the sars sars yes sars uh, basically there's a document already being created on the plan how to basically release it and obviously bill gates if any of you have seen the videos if not you need to see it. it's everywhere He said, you didn't believe me in the first pandemic, but he will be believing me in the next one with a smirk in his face. So he knows what's going on. And apparently there is, I think, Jack Jones, I don't know if anyone watches his show, is an American guy who said there's already documents put in place together for the SARS outbreak, uh, which is 2025, 2028. So it will be happening soon or within the next few years. Um, A big outbreak, pandemic two, they're going to call it and um, obviously it's all linked to 5g and the vaccination yeah, but, um... but
4: i think i think they've actually brought that forward they're say they're giving these dates yeah, yeah, yeah. i think i think they're already rolling it this is all we're yeah. already into part of it or will be when mm. the next flu season comes out this is what but this is just my personal opinion on, on what yeah. i've read on it and what i've seen and i'm sort of trying to read between the lines and i think we're already in or we're already getting into the sparse part of it so remembering that these people will rush 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 now and they're rushing everything in and piling it on and on and on it's a different thing every day something else comes out and that they're, they're rushing into everything it's not quick enough uh, just to deviate very slightly on the subject see how the government we put in petitions about the green passports and there was a hundred thousand people said no to it then there was 50,000 people that said no to it because they keep saying, oh, no, well, that report that we've got from the people is not good enough. We want another one. So the 100,000 one, then it was a 50,000 one. And they're sitting on it tomorrow, I do believe. And they put this thing out saying, no, we need another, like, uh, people poll right at the last minute. And this has been advertised on our, on our page saying, like, try and sign this as quickly as possible to object to these passports. The way they've done it is they haven't given you the time to respond, so they're going to sit on this green passport thing tomorrow. We call it a green passport. Whatever they're calling it now, I don't know. but They've hit us with this three or four times now and it's all connected with the same bullshit.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let's just stick within uh, this topic. Let's go to the next one, if there's not anything else anyone wants to add. Um, Anyone else wants to add anything before we go to the next topic?
2: Yeah, can I say one little thing, Icky? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's, there's most definitely going to be a third wave, because the extension of the coronavirus emergency legislation was extended from March till October. So they need this lockdown power because it's all based on the vaccine rollout. So as Mick says regularly on on his on his uh on his videos that uh it's going to be continued lockdown until basically as uncle bill gates said that until everybody's got it or the majority of people have got it they're not easing up so that's what it is it's gonna come and they've got different avenues of how they operate whether it be a variant or something like that but there will be a third wave because like they said they talk about it they tell everything up front before it happens all right
1: thank you yep that's it um, so we're going to go forward to the next topic, which is already linked to the third wave, is 5G and radiation waves. I'm going to hand it over to Fact Check, who's going to go through this topic, and then anyone else wants to add extra bits of, you know, um, on top that he hasn't added, feel free. Fact Check, it's, it's all to you now. I'll let you cover the topic.
5: Okay, so from my limited reading, um, the only legal successful court case in the world to challenge this equipment and have it removed, was um, a gentleman called Mark Steele, and he was a former weapons expert for the British Army. He specialised in nuclear weapons and electronic magnetic force weapons, EMF weapons. Um, his credentials are without doubt. He successfully proved in a court of law that these weapons were set to a frequency, the i.e. the streetlights, unbelievably, in Gateshead we set to a frequency that were capable of harming human beings. And what's fantastic about this case is if you've got people who will only receive stuff from the establishment, i.e. the BBC or a court of law, all of those documents from the court case are made available for anyone to read up on. Now, my understanding of the engineering is limited, but this is what I've understood it to be when we eventually go live with the entire 5g global grid which elon musk is propelling the satellites into space there will be a marked increase in radiation electronic magnetic radiation and we'll be in some trouble um those vaccines that we've been vaccinated with are genetically modified organisms and they respond to wait for it light frequency so you can command those systems within you they have satellites gps sorry gps tracking systems and they can be commanded within your body um those street lights have the ability if coordinated to deliver with some level of accuracy an electro force that could literally wipe an individual or a human being out and apparently the frequency they're using for that is 95 megahertz which was previously used and is used by the american army and i would imagine multiple other armies throughout the world if you want to see some examples of how this could be dealt out the american navy or coast guard i'm not entirely sure which i think um deployed it on somalian pirates in the gulf and they aimed this weapon at them like and uh, they were blinded and deafened for life and immediately disabled um the chinese have used this in the disputed border territory in the last year against the indian troops and the way that it actually works is it feels like your skin's on fire and it basically boils you from the outside in um, rather like putting yourself in a microwave um this can be subtle it can be used to change mood psychologically or it can inflict serious damage. The best way that Mark Steele says you can envisage it is a bit like the boom after a nuclear bomb goes off, that that sort of wave that comes first, that is EMF. That's what's coming for you. Now, the street light system, if, you, if you're in a, in a city or you look out of your house, the chances are you'll see one of them. You've got a little bubble on top of them. Mark Steele breaks down perfectly the amount of power involved why there's no need for that level of power in a lighting system. Um, This is serious equipment, serious, serious equipment. And whether or not they choose to target people with or not, which might sound like fantasy or insanity, but it's been proven in a court of law. Then if they do plan to target people, we're in trouble. And even if they don't, just the energy and the stuff coming to and from those lampposts and from those aerials will be enough to kill a lot of people. He's recently, this week, got the right to go back to court to sue Gateshead counsel for, I think it's the manslaughter of his neighbor who died of brain cancer, and he did this to fight for him. Um, it's quite incredible that the information that's there, I would imagine if he keeps on going, he'll end up like Dr. David Kelly, who revealed that the Iraqi weapons were a load of bollocks, and he'll probably end up dead in a field somewhere walking his dog. But I really, really, um, it's blown my mind a bit, but absolutely do some research, people. Make up your own minds. There's legal documents, there's alternative websites, there's all sorts. Do what you do with everything else, look at it, but my God, this one looks worrying.
1: Thank you very much, fact-checked. Um, it's very interesting. Anyone else would like to add to... Yeah, yeah. As yeah, I, I, I mentioned. You
3: i love i'd love to um to add to that. that that that's amazing i have seen i have seen the videos where he dismantles the um the street light and um shows shows it to be a weapon um my research took me last january no february sorry march time when we went into the first lockdown and the mad conspiracy theorists added the 5g to the mix And um, back then, the research that I'd done said that they were continuing to, whilst we were all in lockdown, even, you know, everything was shut down back then, um, only essential work could be done. The essential work apparently was, like Fact Check said, for Elon Musk to put these four and a half thousand satellites into orbit that you can see with the naked eye. in lower orbit, that was essential work, obviously. And essential work within the UK was for people to erect 5G towers, 5G receivers in every school that was locked down, 5G towers everywhere. Now, we know that the 5G for your mobile phone vibrates at a frequency of 60 um, megahertz or kilohertz, Forgive me if I've got that wrong, guys. Megahertz, bro, megahertz. megahertz. Sorry. So, Dave, the the five G within the schools and within the um, your mobile phone receivers, your new mobile phones. Obviously, we've still got the old four G mobile phones. The new five G vibrates at sixty megahertz. That frequency will and does, and we believe it happened in Wuhan last year when it switched on it will affect a percentage of people a small percentage compared to the overall population of the planet in the same way that it did back with the um the spanish flu when they put when marconi invented the first radio waves back then we had the spanish flu coincidence maybe maybe not um the 5g frequency will affect people with weakened immune systems we believe that when people were dropping in wuhan they would literally just drop in dead we saw the videos we believe that was the 5g trial we believe some of us believe in the conspiracy world that people with compromised immune systems will be affected by the 5g it will appear to be like cold and flu-like symptoms if you have a weakened immune system if you are elderly it's quite possible that you could die and people have died um Now, nah, that may be a mad conspiracy. I don't know. You know, I looked into it because I'm a mad conspiracy theorist.
1: Is you it- know, Michael, I wanted to add to it is you're not mad and it's not even a conspiracy. I saw a video last year earlier, which was circulating. It was a, a, a retired uh, radiographer. And she basically disclosed some information. She just don't want to be a media and get an attention. As a radiographer, she said basically that 5G does play a big part of people's respiratory problems, where they're having breathing problems and that causes it to happen and it damages their lungs. And that's why they have it difficult to breathe and people go Mm -hmm. into hospital. So I believe what that lady said is kind of true. They're not just throwing out clem trails and fear to make us hard to breathe, but radiation has being tested last year for a lot of people to have breathing problems so then they could go in hospital and they believe that this is a virus and this is killing us and this is dangerous you know um so yeah to add just to what you said sorry michael carry on
3: yeah listen no i've never i you know i've been doing my videos for, for for many years now but certainly i've been doing them on a daily basis for a year um I spoke about 5G last year when we were in the first lockdown. I've said this, what I've just said today about frequencies. I do not doubt it. I it, It's still there on my back burner. You know, I keep it on the back burner. Um, I don't talk about 5G every day, but I would not be surprised if 5G is a big part of this corona lie. I do not doubt that the government will use any method that they can now i believe that the frequency that they're using that will affect people um on people with weakened immune system the 60 gigahertz i believe that to be true i also believe that these towers that they are putting in these light switches um these these lights that we we've seen um dissected i believe that they will use them as crowd control they will use them as weapons on the general populace they are in a position now where they can alter the frequency turn it up to weapons grade frequencies and that will stop people dead like FactCheck um, fact check said they used it on the on the pirates i believe they will use that on the people i believe that is there that is in place if they want if 20 million of us turn up on the streets of london literally all they have to do is turn up the frequency and we will drop where we stand i've seen the videos myself people vomiting people dropping to the floor you know people shaking all over i believe it to be real guys you know i believe that our ruling elite our leaders will use this against us if they choose to i believe it's there they can use it they've put it in place while we were all locked down they put these 5g towers up everywhere they didn't put them up for our benefit so we could download Netflix quicker. That is fucking naive if we think that's the case, guys. They have put it there as a weapon
1: against us, the people. To humanity. That's to add to that, humanity. Uh,
4: I'd like to add a small piece to what Michael has just said also and to what Fact checker has said. From an engineer's point of view, um, these new bobbly bits on top of these new lampposts now, I've seen, I have personally had one in my hand, I'd love to, but I haven't. But I've seen a lot of footage where the power output package within that little bobber is three, something like 3,000 watts. You don't need 3,000 watts to generate a signal. And also the aerial, the way the aerial is built, usually the, the aerial or the receiver part of it is an omnidirectional thing, but it's not. They are a directional energy weapon they are a directional weapon so what going back to what uh, michael was saying if they wanted to because there are so many of these things up now they can use those as a a directed microwave energy like a kill grid and if you're within that kill grid and they turn the juice up you're done fact
5: kill grid is seven kilometers for a lamppost that's wired up when it's ready to go So if you're stood in the middle of Birmingham and you piss off the government, they press the button on that. And in theory, they could do everything from fry you internally and burn the skin off you to eviscerate you like a nuclear bomb if you had enough of them in that seven kilometre meet in that radius. Um, I know that sounds like fantasy, but the science suggests they can do this.
4: They're on every new lamppost, all of them. Every single lamppost has got one. And then they're, not only are they omnidirectional, they are also directional energy weapons. You wouldn't believe it to see it. I couldn't believe it at first until I looked into it a bit further and seen what they're using. And it's such a small thing as well. It's not a huge thing, it's such a small thing. And they act in a grid and they're all connected. But every so often you'll get like a, I don't know, a laptop-sized controller board, for want of a better description, which coordinates the lamppost. So it's definitely it can be. I'm not saying they would. Well, nothing surprises me. I think they would, but they can definitely use the microwave system as a weapon without a shadow of a doubt.
1: And they, they obviously used created this to use that as a weapon. And but, but, I feel I feel like they're going to attack the porous areas more, from my uh, research and information, and attack those areas and test it out how it goes, and then they go on to other people and other areas. Well, hang
5: on one second can i say something else just to add to it what about computer hackers like you've got 14 year old spotty little kids in, a, in their mother's spare room who can hack into nasa for crying out loud there was a case in the uk i think someone did um it was a, he was autistic or had asperger's and he lived at home with his mum. he was in his 20s and he hacked into some american defense system and they tried to extradite him what happens if a computer expert has a mental breakdown or his wife leaves him or he's bitter with who knows right things happen but i don't believe anything's bulletproof or 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 is secure end to end like it just seems riddled with danger the whole thing
1: yeah of course definitely if it goes in the wrong hands they could do something else to it you know they could have a more sinister plan
4: it'd be nice to hack it and point it at them wouldn't it
1: yeah that would be awesome yeah somebody could you know Okay. The, but remember this well as killing us that also for the young generation they're gonna use the 5g to create robots and um, i just learned today that they basically are creating robots that can control using 5g connection and stuff so they can download information and everything and try to replace females um so basically so instead of you have because of this covid virus is so dangerous they, you know you want to have an intimacy relationship have it with a robot so I was just shocked and nothing surprised me anymore in the news when you look at the technology and stuff and the things that crazy stuff that they're coming out with and they can also it goes back to again they can use drones to do surveillance using 5g connection and waves but um living in the city it's like a um oven you know you're going to be cooking out there
4: yeah I think uh in the future whether it be in our future or our children's future, but I think in the future the police are going to be obsolete anyway, and it is all going to be automated robot style type. I mean, they've already got these uh, dog robots out and like Definitely. pack mule robots that they're all, the military are already using.
1: Yep. You know,
4: so um, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Just imagine what they've developed that we don't know about. That's another thing to think about
1: definitely um so we're looking at the time we're just going to go forward anything important that you'd like to add to today's um session please guys who would like to go first if you want to yeah guys if you don't mind i'll go um, michael I, i'll i'll
3: just uh give give the guys an update Um we spoke about um our freedom fighter roland ford who passed away we had um stand up in the park in memory of roland this sunday a good turnout guys um his funeral will be on the 19th of this month now what initially happened guys i'll give you a quick update the police said that if any more than 30 turned up at his funeral they were gonna issue the um family with a ten thousand £10, pound fine and give each of us a four thousand pound fine for for turning up over the over the 30. um The news today was that boris johnson has said that from the 17th of this month they're lifting that rule there'll be no limit on how many people can turn up at a funeral which is fantastic news for us because the the funeral happens to be two days after they lift the rule. so um coincidence maybe but it's certainly a good coincidence so the good news is we can attend roland's funeral on the 19th of this month hopefully without any police presence at all oh, i just wanted to update everyone on that one guys
1: thanks michael but uh, why you said that there's a, I think they're changing a lot mm-hmm. i was a bit surprised um i saw it on the sun boris said he's removing social distance but then yesterday they were saying they want to keep it until 2022 the mask and social distance so why is boris today i wanted to add, add and discuss with you guys is that from the 21st of june he wants to um uh, basically cancel out social distancing what do you think they're planning anything they're doing i don't trust anyways but what is what what do you think uh, you know in your theory what why he's doing that what is he trying to achieve what i think is this is my
4: personal opinion again um they're talking about he said oh yeah we'll lift social distancing no more mask mandates blah 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 but think about it guys if they do that this indicates there are no there isn't an emergency so if there's no emergency, then they have to lift the emergency measures. But, and if they lift the emergency measures, as we all know, these jabs were brought in under the emergency legislation. So if they lift that, it becomes not an emergency, so they have to lift the emergency legislation, and they're not going to do that. So all this hoo-ha about, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, or we're going to, we're going to stop this, and we're going to stop that, Basically, is bullshit. We're, they're not going to lift the restrictions. They're not going to lift the mask mandates. They're not going to lift the social distancing because if they did, that would indicate that there is no more emergency, and they do not want to do that. So,
1: so. so, Max, what's going on in Texas? Because this is not a fake news, is it? Because yeah, I no, saw no, a no. stadium full of people. See, they put a of fruit place. Go ahead. Yeah, go. On. Yeah, you got to the remember what's like, happening in Texas, Max. Right. Well,
4: from what I've what i've seen in texas is the way they run their states is different to how we do things here so basically in texas the governor of that state said right no more this no more that no more the other and he's passed that law in that state which is viable and is, is done right so biden the idiot can say oh no we're not having that remember what happened last time with texas so Texas Governor has now said, "We ain't doing this. We ain't doing that. We ain't having a mask. We ain't having social distancing. We're going back to normal." Fuck it. Excuse my French. Um, he can he can do that because it's not like this country. It's like this country. Our government or so-called government, they make all the decisions for everybody. Whereas in America, it's the government, the the state governor that makes those laws, and that's why in Texas they can do anything they want. And in another in another state, the governor's with Joe Biden, so they're sticking to their their bullshit. And it, it changed the lot. I'm not sure how many states are. I don't look a lot. Uh, I do look at America, but not a lot because I'm more interested in what's
1: going on. But this this in is what, what yeah, what I'm trying to say is this is proves how this is a pandemic. It's nothing, it's not a virus, it's not about a bad virus. Yeah, you know it, you know, it, it doesn't bode that's, that's him doing that, the
4: governor of Texas doing that, doesn't bode well for the agenda. And of if course. all states do that and come out and do what Texas did, that's gonna put more pressure on the powers that be that want this agenda. So if that can happen around the world, which I believe it is in different countries, because we have fed so much false information. But I think there are a lot of countries like that that are doing or parts of countries that are actually not. Look at India. We've heard so much about India, but yet there are people in the cities that are complying in in the main big cities in India that are complying. But you've seen the footage from the outlying villages and small towns. They're chasing these people out of the towns because they don't want it. Yeah,
1: that's right. Going to India, that's another story. They basically pop up doing propaganda with it and trying to scare and fearmonger. They're trying to do a Wuhan 2.1, you know, and trying to fear people. But I heard basically now because they've done that now in in UK, they're going out in the communities, in the Indian communities, and getting themselves vaccinated, which is a bit worrying. So was that the original tactics to get convince people to say, okay, there's another outbreak? and get the Indian communities to go out there and get jabbed because I think a lot of people haven't been in that community because I've got this information of somebody else who are... I, I heard that seen Indians were being lined up in the UK to get themselves vaccinated.
4: I think a lot of that also in this country... Um, I, I've got some Hindu friends that uh, live in northwest 10 in London and a lot of propaganda is being pushed and a lot of crap has been told but i think there is a majority of people that in those communities that aren't having it we're just not being told we're just being shown and told what the narrative they want us to see if you go and talk to the people yes some are but not the huge amount that they're stating that's happening
1: yeah definitely um (laughs) And the other thing that i wanted to bring up uh, basically is about the football this is terrible like the way they're passionate about football and they don't want their they want the owners to sell up and basically those who don't know basically the six league uh, teams clubs um were basically about to be sold to um some super league um super league that's international with other big clubs six three clubs abroad and put it into one league and the football supporters were not having it they had their voice heard it's been cancelled but now they want the owners to go sell out but i saw the passion in them fighting burning the whole, trying to burn the stadium down and go wild and break the things you know and basically want their voice to be heard and they're passionate about make sure it's stopped i wish yeah, if you if you go to anyone that's listening and uh, that does go to the football matches and is a football supporter, I wish you know you could reach out to them and let them listen to this. I wish they were passion like this for our freedom, uh, our know, our future. Because football is not as important as about able to live for tomorrow. What good is there if you can't live for tomorrow and go watch a football match if you're not alive? You know and i wish these people were passionate like this So i don't know what's going on why they're so passionate and go wild and crazy but when it comes to a vaccine passport and lockdowns they're just all locked up and they're quiet in their own houses and whatnot michael please what what do you think in that's why are people like not coming out like that for the protests against vaccine passport and everything else that's going on
3: can i be really insulting because they're as thick as shit these people right they that like you said they will demonstrate and stand outside the football plan because their team wants to play a different team a game of football whilst their children are being injected with poison while they're having these tests put up their noses i tell you guys it's the retardation of this planet these people are so stupid and they think oh we won we won we we demonstrated for two days and then the government or, or all these football teams changed their mind because we demonstrated show business guys it's show business and anyone who follows it is as dumb as fuck right because we're in the war of our generation no the war of every generation and they're out for a game of football for a game of football guys listen we are living in a world full of these mental retarded people who Guy, you know, I despair, I despair. And I don't mean to go on all the time I'm saying the same shit and I apologize for it. But if they're out in the fucking street over a game of football when the world is ending around them, then they deserve everything that's coming to them.
1: Oh well, nicely said. You know, hopefully this will wake them up and realize that they need to fight for humanity and not for a game of football. You know, it's 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 absurd. And um yeah, so hopefully People will wake up and do something about it. And that's what we need. We need to do similar something to get the attention of the government, whether the media does give it attention or not. We can't wait for tomorrow. We can't wait for next week because there is not. there might not be next week. There might not be next year. You know, it has to be now or never. This is it, period. If we don't want to fight in millions for our future, then, you know, what can we do? You know, you, you do, you're going to be in the trap and then we're going to live in hell on earth.
3: A um, few hundred people, I- icky, a few hundred people broke into Old Trafford, Man United's football ground, and they and they climbed on the goalposts and they yeah. threw a few bits and pieces at the police. Guys, listen, there was a million of us, but well, there was three quarters of a million of us in London last week. If we descended on downish uh Westminster, you know, if we did that on a Wednesday afternoon during Tuesday afternoon, sorry, during Prime Minister's question time and a million of us turned up on the street and invaded into Parliament they will fucking take notice of us then guys you know a few dozen people break into Old Trafford and it's mainstream news it's the only story they spoke about for two bloody days if a million of us turn up at Parliament Prime Minister's question time and we broke in there they would know they would take notice Michael you're exactly
4: right mate it's great that the that the movement is growing and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But my my play on that is if there are so many people turning up, it's great to see and it's great to see them marching through London. But with that, why are they not marching to Parliament and surrounding Parliament and surrounding the BBC and making a point, surrounding the ITV, surrounding all those buildings that are pushing this false narrative? This could be of a bigger impact, in my opinion, you know the people would actually surround the people that are against them and show them look we're here it's great and fantastic that nearly like three quarters of a million people turned up and marched through london but that's what they did they marched through london and it wasn't covered but i think there would be a little bit more shaky coverage if they were had a a purpose more than just marching
3: through i agree 100 percent. i agree um F- fact check sent me a link last week we, we we tried to promote it we tried to share it descend on the bbc first of all we got to pull that fucking pedophile statue down that's outside the front of the bbc that's first on our priority list we got to descend on the bbc we got to demonstrate our so we got to make them know we're there and then we got to make them tell the whole world that we're there and why we're there we're not there because of a game of fucking football we're there for our children's future you are absolutely 100 right The leadership of this movement, guys, is infiltrated by the government. We know that. We know they set the route out for us. They will let us walk that same route. We've walked it twice now. They will let us walk that same route every weekend without interference. They will never film it. They will never publicize it. We need to step up our game. We need to start doing stuff. We need to be more proactive, right? And then the world will take notice
1: yeah we are we're like basically a role model for the world if you notice everything starts in the uk britain and then everyone else follows um i wanted to add quickly it just came to my mind before it goes michael uh, and everyone else that's listening um basically it's important uh, when you mentioned about children michael it is quite dangerous what's happened is uh, gmtv i don't know what day it was on it must have been on friday they said um on the the, the show on friday i believe or whenever it was um that basically it has been approved in america they have done test trials for pfizer and they are coming to the uk and they're saying it's as soon as june everyone you hear that right june that they're gonna start basically again re- uh, test trialing it and rolling it out before autumn they start jabbing children and it's the age of 12 plus but they're gonna work their way down to the babies but at the moment on that show they said 12 plus it's pinned to this group please listen and if if you want to fact check it and it's not a joke i know they will do it they always tell us and if we don't do nothing now we're gonna get our children's life in danger and we don't want that we need to stand our ground stand firm and protect them because this is our kids future too um i don't know if you heard of that michael or oh, anyone, Max, or did you see the video fact check positive? It's crazy, you know. Pfizer, the one, and oh yeah, there's been feedback from two trials. A two-year-old died after taking the Pfizer jab, and a fifteen-year-old died after taking the Pfizer. Their body couldn't react to it, you know. And they're not putting that in the mainstream media, will they? But well, they'll cover it up. It's disgusting. That's all I have to say.
3: I uh, Listen, I heard that. And we knew it was coming. We've spoken about it in our previous podcast. Um, we knew this was coming, right? They're going for the children. They want them all to be vaccinated before they can go back to school in September. Guys, but, you know, we, we can't emphasize this enough. We, we repeat ourselves a lot, and I do apologize for that. But it is the children. They are coming for the children. They want the children. They do not care about us middle aged people. We're past our sell by date, we're just an inconvenience to them. The plan has been for the children from day one. You just said it there, we know for a fact that two people, or oh, a two year old and a 15 year old have died in their vaccine trials. They don't care. They're still gonna roll out the vaccine. They're still gonna intend to inject it in our children. And the fucking thing that makes me sick boys is that the parents are okay in it. The parents are saying, oh yeah, but if our children are protected, then they won't bring it home and give it to us. And then we won't give it to our grandparents in your Guys, this is so transparent, right? And it makes me so passionate that this war, right, this war that we're in, and it is a war, is for our children. It's been for our children from day one. So we are fighting for our children, our grandchildren, guys. Now, if we let them do this, if people send their kids back to school in September, vaccinated, then I, you know, I'm really losing faith in humanity. Not that I haven't already lost faith in humanity, because I have, as you can tell. But you know, the children are the future. If they get the children, then the future is gone.
1: Hundred percent. You couldn't say any better. If any, does anyone else would like to add anything else before we move on to Q and A, question and answers? Um, Max, factor yeah. anything important? Yeah. Positive, Marshall.
2: Yeah. First, I'd just like to thank everybody for inviting me tonight. It's been a pleasure to sit down and listen firsthand on the panel. And it's disgusting. What they're doing is disgusting. But as Michael said, it's all being forecast. The people have, have every opportunity to wake up and all we can do is stay positive, stay focused, and there's hope that movement grows. Because we can't accept defeat. We are the resistance and defeat is not on the cards. I said it before, what they're trying to achieve is monumental and without the majority's cooperation, I don't think they can pull it off. And I think we have to hold on to that as a thought just to stay positive week to week to know that we have a potential to win this war.
1: Definitely. Well, thank you very much for adding this. Um, I'm going to move forward with question and answer. So we're gonna give other people opportunity to ask questions, please keep it brief. If you want to give information or ask a question of one of us and um you'll be muted after you've asked your question thank you so the first person we have is ramin and anyone else wants to ask any question please put your hands up now and you'll be in the queue ramin you can speak now thank
0: you please hey yes thank you hello everyone um my name is ramin i'm uh talking to you from uh, holland I heard you uh, talk about uh, about some uh, million uh, people uh, protesting in uh, London. I saw that. I'm very proud of you guys uh, for doing that. But uh, the the thing is they didn't show that on the television here in Holland. And uh, so uh, I'm asking um, maybe hey you can do something about that so that the mainstream media uh, can't ignore it and I know that we, we all know what, what kind of games are playing, and uh, uh, yeah, we see it everywhere happening in Europe, everywhere in the world. But uh, uh, yeah, you guys in the in the UK, uh, if I'm right, yeah, uh, we're in the UK. That's right. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of you for what you do in there, and uh, yeah, keep going. And yes, uh, the the thing about children, uh, we also have the the th- uh, the this idea that is about the children from day one and uh keep faith man keep keep faith uh, thank stay you, positive
1: thank you, you Ramin, I appreciate it thank you for your you kind welcome. words we'll continue to uh, fight for our freedoms and I hope your country is doing the same yes, know, fighting for yes. I'm doing this is the
0: same thing as you guys are uh, doing the voice chat uh, with Telegram trying to get people together that's good, and create uh, your
1: own community that's important yes, that's right people. The, the, all right the then poor I'm, in, man. I'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. let somebody else speak now so take yes, care yes. all the best thank you, thank you thank you all right um the next person is malcolm so anyone else wants to ask please join the queue after malcolm you'll be able to ask questions or say anything you like please keep it brief malcolm thank you you can speak malcolm Unmute yourself malcolm we can't hear you malcolm i think there might be some sort of... oh here we go
2: that right again okay so isn't there any way that we can make this organ organize a demonstration
3: like mick was saying at the even uh, either number 10 or, or westminster buildings
2: on a weekday and let let let's bring london to a to a complete close because that's what's going to happen You it on a saturday Ain't getting anybody anywhere or a Sunday. Let's do it on a weekday when it's gonna disrupt the full full traffic floor and everything about London.
1: Yep, thank you, Malcolm. I'll give that question to him. So who would like to answer the, uh, Malcolm's question? Michael? Positive. Yeah, you know.
3: <laughs> you don't have to ask me twice, I tell you. Listen, yeah, I absolutely agree one hundred percent. Now I take part in the protest at the weekend because the energy is amazing. To be part of that crowd is absolutely amazing. I believe it's incredibly important. I did not believe for one second that it will get us anywhere as far as our government are concerned. Like I said, they'll let us march around London every Saturday, not a problem. Weekday, during the week, middle of the business, close off the city, close off parliament, close off central London, they will take notice of us. Guys, I believe that's what we have to do. I believe that's the only way forward. Now, am I the person to arrange that? No, I'm not. I don't know who is. No one's going to take notice of me. I've been shut down. My following has been cut by tens of thousands. So I'm not the person to arrange it. But that's what we need. We need it arranging. We need it being shared all over social media. If they said Mick be in London on Wednesday, I would be in London on Wednesday, guys. If they said Tuesday, I'll be there Tuesday. That's what we have to do. That is the way we're going to win.
1: Okay, Michael, what about the person that organised the march for the 23rd last month and we had millions of people? That's the person to reach out to and give him that suggestion, basically, and he can coordinate and organise it. If he can do that much of uh, marketing and get it out there, I think if anyone knows, please private DM us. And then we could reach out to him and give him our suggestions and opinions and probably have a discussion to see how we can go forward. Uh, What Malcolm said, I totally agree. Um, I actually had this discussion with Max. uh, Max, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago how I suggested that we should go in the motorway, actually, on a weekday because A406 is one of the busiest, um, uh, uh, basically, uh, motorway uh, to basically uh, do carriageway, sorry, busy and it's always yeah, a close north the north
4: circ down that's yeah north close the north because circ that's the down. busiest because that one close the city down close it all down that's what i say close it down 100%. and i tell you what i'm not a protest goer because i'm an old man but if that happened i would go
1: 100 because um, it, it some form of attention if it doesn't then it will wake millions of people uh, awake and find out that what's going on why is there no people there why is this not in the news because as Michael said when he was going that day um, I believe you said Michael that you saw a lot of people that were not awake but were scratching their head when it was not on the news or they're walking past and thinking what is going on here you know
3: they didn't even know what we were demonstrating for (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly, hey. there you go. That's it. That's your proof there. I, I, Can I you imagine?
3: it was gay pride because I was wearing my orange T-shirt.
1: <laughs> so yeah, hopefully somebody explained to them what, they, what what we're fighting for, which is our freedom, and what you said earlier, that we're in a war. This is World War Three, but in a sort of technological era. So you know, and with the vaccination jab, that's the that's their weapon to jab us and kill us and disable us. You know, and this is World War Three, and we need to win this for our generation ahead. Because the people that basically that fight for us on World War One, World War Two, they would have died in vain.
5: Exactly. To add to that, Biggie, basically what me and Michael were talking about, and we chucked a couple of memes out across Telegram, and there seemed to be quite a bit of interest, to be fair and what the idea was about trying to get some for I and mean, we all know the coverage will be biased and nonsense but at least if we can plant the seed with people by being on the mainstream telly and what we thought is local tv studios and radio stations for the bbc because they're everywhere um like you say there's no point doing well, well i agree i don't actually i think it's important to do it all the time but if you have a group of people outside there making making a right old racket i'll give you an example in denmark they gathered outside of all of the politicians houses with pans and uh spatulas whacking them off there and wooden spoons and they did that continuously for a week now apart from anything it's incredibly irritating and you can do that literally anywhere without breaking any laws now, if you were to do that, or we were to do that outside of all of these regional BBC television studios, people can get to them. They don't have to go to London. There's less surveillance. There's less cameras. You don't have to break the law. You just have to make it incredibly unpleasant and difficult for them to go about their daily business, a bit like they've done for us. So, I don't. The problem is, is whoever coordinates that's so looking at a ten grand fine, realistically, and they will vilify you, as we saw with poor Roland and his funeral um so i think what we need is people actually taking the action themselves and doing it and in the, there seems to be more small groups forming on telegram regional things cities even and people taking that action themselves just five people banging pots and pans outside the bbc for a couple of days is going to be very irritating it will be and um, they might have to cover it and maybe just maybe people will look at that and think oh something going on there and start researching it it's just a suggestion
1: Thank you. Uh, moving forward now, we're going to uh, get let somebody else ask a question. So um, next person, if you want to ask a question, please put your hand up. And please, again, keep it brief. Okay, we're going to let um, Dark Scion speak. Please keep it brief. If you unmute yourself. oh
6: can't hear you hello can you hear me guys
1: yeah now we can yes go ahead
6: the the, the big problem we have guys is that there's so many people asleep i mean when i say asleep you can't even bring the conversation up with some of these people because they look at you like as if you've gone out you're completely gone out i have people come around my house i have nhs workers that come around my house and, they, uh, and they, they, they spout things like, oh, look at India. Look what would have happened over here if we hadn't done what we did. And you can't, you, you, you can't even reason with them. You can't even start a conversation with these people. You have to give up on these people. So the only other way of doing it that I can see is you need to get, you need to get facts through these people's letterboxes because there's no other way of getting, to get, getting them on board. And you're, not, you're never going to go get to, to, to a protest. You get if you, if they see a protest, they're going to think, "What the hell is all that about?" That's just a, that's just a, a pain in the arse, making my day. You know, ruining my day. I can't get through because of these protesters. But they don't care about what the protest is about. So we've got to get information to these guys through the letterboxes. Corruption. They need to see the corruption. That's the problem.
1: Good shout, Doc. So, and We'll keep that in mind. Um thank you very much for your input and we'll take that on board so um,
5: sorry let me just let, we can answer him back so we can give him a direct yeah, go ahead yeah, go the ahead, yeah. Um, an but there is a there are, there are people doing things there's uh, people i think they're in manchester the light paper um they've caused a bit of controversy by actually going and putting things directly through people's door and i don't think that's necessarily a bad way of doing it that's an example where you don't have to be organizing something. You just go and do it. It only takes a handful of you and your friends. You can organize that in a conversation in a park. You don't have to leave a massive like forensic trail for yourself. And again, that's totally, totally legal. It's just political activism. It's not criminalized, but we're being made to think we're being criminalized. So what? Well, just to say, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Dark Scion. I think that was a really, really, really good point.
1: Thank you, Dark Scion. Uh, we're just going to give somebody else a chance now. To, to ask a question or give their input. Please keep it brief. Um I'm going to let Pamela speak. Pamela Jo, if you unmute yourself.
0: Am I on? Um I just wanted to ask, how can you protect yourself against 5G
1: in your home? Um you know, could you do something to the walls or could you wear something protective clothing or something? Okay, we'll answer you that question, Pamela. Just bear with us. Thank you. So my one is I've been taught is what you could do is go your internet, keep it um, all wired and your router away from your family and relatives, away from where basically you know your rooms. So have it in the living room or something or a storeroom and have it hardwired. All your connections should be hardwired. The other one is uh, I believe copper and different types of crystal can prevent basically you get in the um radio waves going into your body and stuff if i missed anything out guys please answer her question and add anything else if you like
3: yeah I'll, I'll jump in as you know i always like to um my nephew works in the music industry and his field of expertise is frequencies and vibrations now you're gonna say i'm mad and i completely understand why. Right? but listen to this guys we have been called mad tinfoil hat wearers for many many years now there's a reason for that there's a reason there's such a thing as a tinfoil hat now that they would say in the conspiracy world um people that would try and disrespect us would say that the reason we're wearing tinfoil hat is so the aliens can't read our minds that is not why we're wearing tinfoil hats i will explain it to you briefly as best i can my nephew wears a baseball cap you can buy them online okay now he works with frequencies this is his field of expertise he tells me right, every night turn off your wi-fi every night turn off your mobile phone okay you've got a landline so you're fine you can stay in contact um do not sleep with your wi-fi on do not sleep with your mobile phone on definitely not near your bed okay now both of them things give off a frequency right now Here's the thing he wears this baseball cap you can buy them online on Amazon what they do is they protect your brain from microwaves okay it's like you know a little shield these these caps are lined with whatever the metal is and it protects your brain from microwave now yes I know it sounds like a mad conspiracy like make your fucking mad conspiracy theorist but when my nephew tells me this that it works he wears the cap he wore the cap before i ever you know before i ever thought about anything like that he explained to me about frequencies and how they work he does an experiment or he did an experiment he sold it i'll tell you quickly how it works um he had he he made thousands of doing this right he has um fudge right and he he has the people eat the fudge and he plays a certain frequency a certain vibration okay not music just a certain vibration now with different vibrations the fudge tastes different he can make the sweet sugary fudge with different vibrations the experts were there and he could make it taste bitter like salt okay change the frequency it tasted sweet again like fudge now he's done this experiment that they're doing an app that he's working with different companies to um to sell products to make them taste better or make people believe they taste better with certain certain frequencies now if a frequency can change your taste buds and we know that high frequencies can stop your uptake of oxygen then these frequencies can get into your brain okay he tells me that he wears the cap for that reason to stop the microwaves we know that there's waves going all over the fucking stratosphere all the time if you wear a cap that has some protective layers in it it can reduce it can't stop but it can reduce the amount of um waves frequencies that go through your skull guys that's where the mad tinfoil conspiracy hat comes from because it's a real thing
1: yeah Michael, if you can kindly post the link in this group um that'll be useful so everyone that's listening can access to what you're talking about oh Our i could conversation it'll be appreciated by everybody that can get it so i'm gonna ask another person to able to ask a question and this is gonna be the last for today and they've been waiting for a little while kim so i'm gonna let kim speak bear with me one second so i'm gonna let kim speak one second
6: hi guys
5: i'm from holland so uh, my english is not very very good i understand it uh, good but uh, i can speak it very good Um, but uh, i want to know what you think about uh, the vaccinated people that are dangerous for uh, other people so i think it's a psyop to create fear and um,
1: to uh, eventually uh, separate the children from the vaccinated people. Uh, I want to know how you think about it. Are you talking about shedding, Kim? Shedding, what you yeah. been hearing about. Okay, um, yeah, I'll let yeah. one of them to answer the questions. Thank you, we'll answer it. Okay, uh, who would like to start?
4: Okay, I've got an opinion on that uh, with the yeah. shedding. Hi Kim, how are you? Um, I'm Max. Uh, The shedding, uh, there's a lot been said about shedding uh, also um, with the women and their menstrual cycles. Uh, How much truth there is in it, I don't know personally. Um, What I do know as fact is this. I work with people that have had this uh, jab um, and I work in close proximity to them every day. For the last few weeks and i've had no personally had no adverse effects or flu or cold or felt bad in any shape or form uh, there are people who are saying also that if people are working near these people that have been vaccinated and they've got a bit of a cold or something that um they're getting ill from the vaccinated people or the jabbed people i personally not experienced that I personally also know someone in my family that has had the jab and did get a cold, and I was around her when she had the cold, and I had no adverse, re- uh, adverse reactions to that either, but that's just me. Uh, what concerns me is the stories about the women and their menstrual cycles have been disrupted for this reason. Um, I'm looking into it, but I have no facts on this
1: michael you have you got anything to say to add to her question or fact check positive marshall Your yeah sorry. listen oh, um you go on, michael
3: you you know you guys who have been following me over the last few weeks you you will know but for those of you that don't i my daughter has had the vaccine um quite soon after having the vaccine Her husband and my granddaughters become very unwell, and they were unwell for three weeks. I stayed away for that three weeks, but then when they got better, I then visited my daughter and my granddaughters. Um, Literally, the day I came away from my daughter, I was unwell. You guys heard me. I was making videos. My throat was swollen like a, you know, my nose, my lungs were, were full of shit i do not believe in coincidence guys i in my own mind blamed it directly on shedding from my daughter having had the vaccine i might be completely wrong i might just have been due to get a cold at that time but i did get a cold it was a stinker i'm i'm getting over it now but still i've got this nasty phlegm on my chest every morning was it because my daughter was shedding i don't know but I am completely now open-minded to the fact that people who are vaccinated may may be toxic to us unvaccinated people.
2: Yeah. yeah, I agree with that, Michael. I agree with that. That that is that is the level of psychological warfare we're up against, where something can be a sale and you have to put the jury out to make a decision. But at this present time, I believe if injecting poison into people, there will be reactions possible to shedding. That, that's my opinion. Totally. I Could I
5: say something about that as well? That there was a document came out this week and it's 160 pages long, a PDF that's flowing about and it's from Pfizer with their company logo. It's a genuine document and there is literally two sentences halfway through that document and within that document it says that the vaccine does shed and then it can be passed on to other people through skin um, from physical contact and it can be passed on through the respiratory system Mm -hmm. so is that a psyop that they put in there to divide and conquer us who knows these days but i would guess if they're admitting to a side effect which they could potentially not profit from that was probably true and the fact that it's buried in that document and you have to read the whole thing would make perfect sense so i really wouldn't rule it out that that the shedding that they admit to could be causing damage to the unvaccinated do we
4: know do we know whether that's after the first jab or the second jab though does it does it state that at all do we know because if that's the case i've been bloody lucky so far
5: know that because no one does any long-term research into anything anymore apparently that's the whole problem isn't it because it's still an experimental vaccine for the next two years so no we don't know max and what we do know is people who have theorized about these problems who've predicted them like dr Eden, a bit, uh, increasingly being proven to be true um th- the only country to keep your eye on at the moment for me i've said it before is israel because there's a lot of research and a lot of things going on there that confirm all of our sort of worst fears mainly neurological problems but the word that keeps cropping up here is blood clotting every time whatever it is there seems to be the word blood clot comes out every time maybe you know it's a vaccine it's a side effect it's always blood clotting so it, i'm massively concerned about that but like kim correctly states how do we know who to believe anymore
1: definitely uh, but we shouldn't um you know we should be open minded and you know take acknowledge what people say the side effects of um you know the ladies problems and, and you know there may be even male so we should both look at female and male and anyone has unusual symptoms that they normally don't have i would say put the date time and keep a log on it in a book so then you could uh, again find out if anyone else had the similar issues you know period and the uh, you know that they had the issue of shedding so we don't know, but you just—it's just, definitely you shouldn't leave it out. Um, so yeah, I just want to say, um, concluding the day um, today's session, I want to say thank you to all of you that hosted and all everyone that was listening to this session. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been an awesome session again. Thank you, Michael, Max, Fact Check, and Positive Marshall. And I hopefully everyone will be joining the next session on our podcast for episode seven which will be soon i'll be um, given the details very soon thank you very much